This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Today is Tuesday, September 15th, 2020. On this day in 2008, financial firm Lehman Brothers made the largest bankruptcy filing in U.S. history. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a ParCast original. Today we're covering the collapse of Lehman Brothers during the Great Recession. Let's go back to London on the morning of September 15th, 2008. Alex Sinart heard the news as soon as he woke up. Lehman Brothers filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. With $639 billion in assets and $619 billion in debt, it was the largest bankruptcy the U.S. had ever seen. Stunned, Sinart wasn't sure what to do. As an associate at the financial firm, should he just go into the office as usual? Would the office even be open? There weren't any guidelines for this. So Sinart, who had recently returned to the London headquarters from an orientation in Manhattan, headed into the office anyway. Sinart, a South African native, had only worked at Lehman Brothers since June of 2008. The 158-year-old investment bank was the fourth largest in the U.S. Sinart was honored to be among its 25,000 employees. But talk of the firm's end had intensified throughout the summer due to the subprime mortgage crisis. In a somewhat simplified version of events, the mid-2000s witnessed increasing housing demand and rising home prices in the U.S., which caused banks to approve more high-risk, or subprime, mortgage loans. Many of the home buyers defaulted on their mortgages. Then, housing prices started to fall, and banks were taking bigger losses on each default. Lehman Brothers was among those banks. In the 1990s, the firm had acquired a boatload of mortgage lenders in its portfolio. Even so, everyone said not to worry. The New York Times even called Lehman Brothers the survivor. Until now. This time, Sinart knew the company wasn't going to survive. He prepared for the end. When he arrived at the Lehman Brothers office, the once lively space looked like a ghost town. Sinart and his colleagues quickly cleared the vending machines of snacks. He grabbed a gym membership cancellation form. When asked why he was ending his membership, Sinart wrote, Company in liquidation. Sinart passed by the trading floor. It looked like the aftermath of a wild party. Empty, with papers strewn everywhere, small groups of people talked quietly. The room was once filled with cheers celebrating big trades. Now it was rife with despair. In the hallway, Sinart passed human resources and saw some of the executives crying. 
they felt angry and cheated. A few analysts comforted them. As the day dragged on, many of those employees packed up their belongings in cardboard boxes and marched out of the building. Photos and videos of this somber parade were splashed across news reports. They were the human face of the collapse. The financial world watched in horror, and the stock market was reeling. Trading on the New York Stock Exchange was frantic and volatile. Fellow financial companies like Goldman Sachs and Citigroup suffered losses. At the end of the day, the two main American business indexes plunged to record lows. The Dow Jones Industrial Average plummeted 4.4%. It was the biggest one-day decrease since the September 11, 2001 terrorist attacks. The S&P 500 fared even worse, falling 4.7%, its lowest since October of 2005. And that was just the beginning of what would quickly turn into a full-fledged economic meltdown, considered by many to be the biggest since the 1930s and the Great Depression. Next, the United States descends into the Great Recession. Hey listeners, I want to take a quick moment to introduce you to the newest ParCast original on the block. It's called Incredible Feats, and it's a short weekday show hosted by comedian Dan Cummins. Every weekday, Dan shares a true account of physical strength, mental focus, or genuine bizarre behavior, going behind the scenes and into the achievements of world-class athletes like Dean Carnassus, who once ran for nearly 81 hours without stopping, and performance artists like Lucky Diamond Rich, who boasts layers of tattoos in the most unlikely places, and even everyday people thrown into extraordinary circumstances, like Juliana Kopka, who was forced to survive alone in a rainforest for 11 days. Incredible Feats is offbeat entertainment that's sometimes weird, sometimes wonderful, and always surprising. New episodes air daily, Monday through Friday. Search Incredible Feats and follow free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Now, back to the story. On September 15, 2008, investment bank Lehman Brothers filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. Employees cleared out their offices and desks. The financial sector had been on a downturn since December of 2007, thanks to the mounting subprime mortgage crisis. But it was the epic collapse of the 158-year-old venerable financial institution that sent the entire financial world into a tailspin. At the end of the day, Wall Street suffered record losses on the two key stock market indexes. For many, Lehman Brothers' collapse was the first major event of the Great Recession. Lehman Brothers was the biggest financial collapse of 2008, 
But it wasn't the only one. Investment banks Bear Stearns and Merrill Lynch also failed during the subprime mortgage crisis. But unlike Lehman Brothers, both were saved by other firms. J.P. Morgan Chase acquired Bear Stearns, and Bank of America bought Merrill Lynch. Meanwhile, finance and insurance company American International Group, or AIG, also teetered toward bankruptcy. The U.S. government assumed control of the world's largest insurance company with a controversial $182 billion bailout. It was determined to be too big to fail. But no one wanted to rescue Lehman Brothers. Only part of it was salvaged. On September 16, 2008, the day after the collapse, the British investment bank Barclays acquired Lehman Brothers' North American operations. At one point, the troubled firm was a $600 billion company, and Barclays bought some of its main assets for only $1.75 billion. The deal included the Lehman Brothers' flashy, 38-story Midtown Manhattan office building. 9,000 Lehman Brothers employees went to work at Barclays, a majority of the remaining 16,000, including associate Alex Sinart, weren't so lucky. Manhattan bankruptcy judge James Peck approved the deal after a seven-hour hearing. He said, Lehman Brothers became a victim, in effect the only true icon to fall in a tsunami that has befallen the credit markets. In the following months, the economic downturn affected more than just the financial sector. Construction, manufacturing, and real estate were some of the worst impacted industries. One in five people lost their jobs thanks to the crisis. The downturn technically ended in June of 2009, but its effects were felt for many years afterward. By October of 2009, the U.S. unemployment rate peaked at 10 percent, before eventually improving. The recession was the worst the U.S. had experienced in modern memory, until the COVID-19 pandemic. Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. For more stories about American crises throughout history, check out ParCast Original Political Scandals. Today in True Crime is a ParCast Original. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other ParCast Originals for free on Spotify. Not only does Spotify already have all of your favorite music, but now Spotify is making it easy for you to enjoy all of your favorite ParCast Originals, like Today in True Crime, for free from your phone, desktop, or smart speaker. To stream Today in True Crime on Spotify, just open the app and type Today in True Crime in the search bar. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. Today in True Crime was created by Max Cutler and is a ParCast Studios original. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Juan Borda, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, and Joshua Kern. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Mallory Cara, with writing assistance by Nora Battelle. I'm Vanessa Richardson. Hey, 
Hey, Parcasters, don't forget to check out the brand new Spotify original from Parcast, Incredible Feats. Join host Dan Cummins as he explores true accounts of weird, wonderful, and all-out wild achievements. New episodes premiere daily Monday through Friday. Search Incredible Feats and follow free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.